Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me, as always, is Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Viewer, listener, would you believe that <laughs> we've been live for 50 minutes on Twitch, uh, getting ready for the show? We've been ready for the show, I would say, for a good half an hour. Yeah, it, it's not the latest we've started, but it's one of the latest times we've started after being ready. <laughs> it's one of the latest times we've started after not being late for the stream. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, like we, we, we've started streaming sometimes and then had to put together the discussion topic kind yeah. of on the fly. And sometimes that's taken a bit longer as we're, as we're like ideating. Um, but yeah, not often are we completely ready and we just end up accidentally talking about Star Wars for half an hour. We are then- so fucking ridiculous at the moment. Like, I don't know it's- what it's been the last four weeks. We just can't stop whenever we talk about Star Wars. We just go. It's almost like we don't talk to each other during the week and then we get to talk to each other or something. I mean, like, like we do, but also I think the thing is, Kerry, is that I've been this way for quite a long time. Okay. <laughs> and. But why is this new? Why is this happening now? Because. So, okay. So years ago. He has an answer. A, okay. lo- a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I was at home once and I was bored and I was thinking about Star Wars well before I'd got all the way back into it in the way that I have now. Was this during your Star Wars isn't cool era or before that? No, no, this 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 was only a few years ago. Like I was I was out of home oh. already at this point. But I Oh, I, I thought you I thought yeah, I thought you said a long long time ago. I thought you were like 10. No, I was just I was just making a little joke there, Kerry. Um uh, I was I was sitting at home and I was like Revenge of the Sith and I was thinking about it a little <laughs> bit and I was like what are they, what, what revenge were they getting? And I realized I didn't yeah. know the answer to that. And so I Googled, like, what were the Sith getting revenge for? And for, for being wiped out by the Jedi. Yes, well before the Phantom Menace. Well, well, well before. Well before. And I was it like, it is pretty gutsy to to uh, name one of your movies after an event that you don't mention once in any of the movies. And you know what? You watch that movie and you ne- you don't think about it, right? All it you- doesn't matter. And because like they, they they talk in in those movies about like we will finally get our revenge is what Maul says to to the yep. the hologram of Sidious and all that stuff, right? But like I didn't know what they were talking about, so I grew- and I fell down a rabbit hole. And I started Jeremy, watching. I just I just need to point out they're not talking. As no one's a hologram in that scene. They're together on the on the deck on Coruscant. Oh yeah, right, right. Um, and and it's the, important detail. Sorry, yeah. Um, and that that then threw me down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos, Wikipedia, <laughs> and then and then and then and it, engaging in uh, that that then led me to like, well, maybe I watch Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the TV show, and then that got me into I now own Star Wars books, and you know watch directors commentaries and all that stuff and podcasts and all and right and so like that happened at, at a quite a rapid pace right and my housemate at the time i got him involved in it as well because i would just <laughs> sort of like knock on his door and i would be like hey did you know and i would just like <laughs> tell a star wars fact that i just learned and be like that's so weird and then we would talk and then he got into Clone Wars and then we both watch Rebels and then the Clone Wars came back and then we watched Mandalorian and then we watched The Bad Batch and I when we played Fallen Order, all that stuff, right? And 
he bought Republic Commando and I didn't because that game doesn't look very good. Um, and <laughs> it turned into this whole thing. And to still to this day, it's been years now, still to this day, he curses me out for like for saying, I hate that you've done this to my brain because we will, <laughs> we will message each other at, at 4 a.m. being like, yeah. you know, like, do you ever think that Kiari Mundi was lying when he said he needed to have many <laughs> wives and repopulate the earth, but he just didn't want to actually give up his his connection and, and love for like all you know all this shit, right? But Jeremy, I haven't done that yet. Yet, Kerry, you are close. I have seen where you have been. I have <laughs> been where you have been, Kerry. I know your I'm next to, steps. I'm about to fall to the dark side. As Obi Wan as Obi Wan said in in the Force in the Force Awakens half an hour before the show started as Obi Wan said in the Force Awakens these are your first steps. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious that you're quoting Obi Wan in the Force Awakens. It's even more hilarious that you're quoting him from the sequels. Yeah. He's got one line in that movie, and it's half written. It's half performed by Alec Guinness because they, 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 they cut they up a bit. His lines, yeah, they, they ripped a bit and shaved some words, and yeah, it was neat. It's cute. Yeah, at least it wasn't done by an AI. Yeah, tell me about it. I was gonna come in with this whole other like Game of Thrones anecdote I've got, but that was we got it. We got to go before this whole show gets derailed. We got to, we got to get rolling. Like we're, we're at risk of losing ourselves permanently yeah. and just having to rename the entire show. <laughs> it, it is so funny. Cause I have had the the thought of like, do I want to do a star Wars podcast? And my answer has always been like, no, cause I listened to one that is kind of already in my mind, a perfect star Wars podcast that I yeah, would just right. be parroting stuff that they say. And that's and not, you don't want to stop listening to it. Like I don't want to stop listening to them. And also like, me saying what someone else has said on another podcast isn't actually interesting. Um, what do you mean? I do that all the time. <laughs> but then we've accidentally made one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't even create one. It just created itself. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it spawned via its own accord like Anakin in Shmi's womb. <laughs> <laughs> Fathered by Metachlorians. And the wills. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So... <laughs> This is the mini Mavicast. We're going to try not to talk about Star Wars except for Jedi Survivor, which is a game, because this is actually a video games podcast. Uh, We're going to talk about games. Uh, Something else we were talking about in the post show is that next week, we are going to be talking about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, because it's coming out on Friday, and it's only Monday, and it is imminent. It is so close. It is just less than four days away it's so exciting it's like is it 72 hours Mm, it's almost 72 hours until it's out on like the e-shop like 78 hours yeah that's wild what a time uh (laughs) i keep i keep doing this half joke in my head of like of saying something like oh man that's wild to talk about like Tears of the Kingdom? The Breath of the Wild. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's not right because it's not called that. Oh, wow, that's Kingdom. I see. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really work. Not anyway, really. Minimapcast. Um, <laughs> the Minimapcast goes live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday 
with 24 hours of early access uh, given to all of our wonderful patrons. More on that in a little bit. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you tell your friends, uh, especially if they like Star Wars, and give the show a positive rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. It makes a huge difference, and it only takes a few seconds. Uh, if you'd like to get notified every time a new episode is released, uh, make sure to follow us on social media. Uh, we are the, the account for Minimap is at MinimapAU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, where we are live every Monday night, probably talking about Star Wars, 6.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time for the live recording of the Minimap cast. We also talk about other things, it, and uh, it, like video like, games. It's also worth pointing out, I think it will die out after, like this game will have its have its time in the spotlight and it, that's yeah. coming to an end. There's no more live action Star Wars for like a hot minute. Yeah, I probably won't be like re-returning to end or... Yeah, there's there's like, there's... It is coming to a, a close for a while. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I reckon Zelda will distract us pretty thoroughly. I, I reckon so. Um, what if you hate it, Jeremy? What if you finally turned the corner on Breath of the Wild and you get to Tears of the Kingdom and it's different in all the wrong ways that you hate it? I, I would be... I will be surprised and not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, so when we're live on Twitch, uh, we always hang out with the chat. Uh, beforehand and during and after it's a really good time uh and we'd love to see you there if you miss the live recording and you want to catch the post show those recordings go up uh on patreon uh where we are entirely funded from aside from our own pockets um if you wanted to help keep the mics and lights on you can support us over there by becoming one of our patrons for only five dollars a month you get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast. Some extra bonus features. We did record a new Patreon-exclusive show oh, yeah. uh, for the first time this weekend where we... Um, did we come up with a name? Remember Rem- E3. Rem- or Remember E3. Remember E3. Remember E3. Yeah. Remember E3. Remember E3. Something like that. Uh, what, did, what did you say? E3 TV? But uh, yeah. yeah, where we watch old E3s and react to them. And it was really fun. We reacted mm. to the PlayStation 2009 E3 press conference. Um, and there were things we were surprised by somehow and things we were delighted by and things we were disappointed by. It was great. Oh, when, uh, when, we may when... or may not end up releasing one of those on just public to give everyone a taste. But yeah, yeah you can find that on our Patreon soon. When, um, when Agent by Rockstar yeah. Games showed up, that was like when a we big heard like, one oh paragraph about Agent... And they mentioned Metal Gear and then didn't show anything. <laughs> that was baffling. Anyway, uh, so yeah, well, you'll be able to find that on Patreon soon, uh, as well as some other little things we're cooking up. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash minimapau to help us out, to check that stuff out. And remember, uh, supporting us over there is cheaper than a latte with oat milk. And finally, we also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Models for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. There's what, are a... we, what are we... Hmm? What, no, you go. I was just going to say, there's a, there's a Moog Model D in a shop n- nearby my house yeah. that, I, that I look at all the time, and it is like $18,000. Uh-huh. It is so expensive. That's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would, you know, synthesizers can be expensive, but if I had to ballpark it, I would have said like three to five grand. Yeah. The, the um, thing is, it's like once they, they were made at a certain point and 
yeah like after and a while they make a certain sound and... and and after a while they're like we're at this point with these there is only going to be less and less in the world mhm just like that and umds <laughs> just like uh, umds <laughs> Um. Yeah. What are we starting with today, Jeremy? Do you want to do? Do you want to do the topic? Or do you want to do yeah. games? No. No. Let's let's do the topic. All right. We're doing the topic of the show today, everybody. Um, the topic is <laughs> shopkeepers. Uh, specifically, who are the best shopkeepers in video games? It was funny because we were, we were doing this before, and I was like, Jeremy, can you think of any? And Jeremy said that he had five. Yes. And I had one. Um, <laughs> I, I have thought of more since then. Um, but yeah, it's a funny topic because I feel like shopkeepers and games are simultaneously everywhere and nowhere at all. You know what I mean? They are they mm. are prevalent, but also like completely nondescript. They are they are hilarious and noteworthy, and they are and they are background noise and and com- completely forgettable. Yeah, yeah. Like and like a good shopkeeper is someone to remember. Yeah, yeah, like a good. Everyone which, says, "Oh, what you buying?" Yeah, yeah. The, the Resident Evil Four shopkeeper is legendary. Um, mm. And I want to say, merchant. I want to say here on the record, yeah, the merchant. Uh, I want to say on the record that people give the Resident Evil Four remake merchant performance apparently shit. Apparently, it was bad. I thought it was quite good. I think it was. It, look, it was good, but it, I think comparing the two. The original was better, which is a shame. Because um, the original is so... Like, the what are you buying is so... Like, I haven't even played the original RE4. Yeah, me but, I, but I know that. And so, you know, it, it's, it, it would be like, you know, just messing up James Jonah Jameson, right? You know, like, he's not integral, but fuck, he's good. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, I like the the so much more different flavor they gave him in the remake. Um, like he's got so many more lines in the remake than he had in the original. Sure, and yeah, they're delivered a little differently, but like he's got so much more character. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he. I don't think the merchant is on either of our lists because uh, we didn't play the original, and the, yeah. the remake's fine, but he's not that memorable. I would say. Um, but there, I did put the Duke on this list. Yes, from Resident Evil Eight. Yes, uh, but yeah, and there was there was the the one that I knew who I wanted to include as soon as this topic came up. Ne- never for a for a shadow of a moment did I ever think to not include this person. Right, was the the merchant from Pyre. Right, I still don't remember who it is. Is <laughs> a little a little weird, little creepy guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, like before we jump in, there, there's a yeah. couple of because uh, I was trying to work out like how we're going to do this topic, and so I came up with a couple of just a couple of questions that we can answer to each one to kind of like figure out like what their kind of deal is, right? So, like mm. the, the the first the first uh, criteria we have is like what's their vibe? Like, how do you describe the vibe of this of this of this merchant? Um, mm. Uh, what would be their their best selling item? You know, it can be in universe or not. Um, adjacent to to what they would be selling literally in the game might be a bit more interesting than just like, oh, it's this gun that costs a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. What's their average Google review like? You know, <laughs> s- stars, any feedback, you know, commendations, yep. uh, common themes across Google reviews, all that stuff. Yep. 
And the last one is, if and this is a little bit more uh, nebulous, a little bit more drug dealery. Um, if <laughs> if they called you at two a.m., would you pick up? If a drug dealer called me at two a.m., no. But if this is your guy, yeah, would you pick up? I, I call at two a.m. Usually not very good. Usually or or excellent very good <laughs> yeah 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 he might be like i've got this thing it's too hot you for won't me believe to leave what i'm yeah. about to do like, i'm outside your front door it's too like, hot for me to hold on to but i know you want it so let's yeah like, let, yeah right so and you know or and, even just like uh hey i accidentally bought two meals worth at macca's and i'm outside your place do you want some yeah right and and you know <laughs> and that's the gamble you take right so yep. so 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 let's start going through them um where do you want to start uh, so we'll start with the audience because it's longer. All right. Uh, let's start with the Duke because we can both talk to the Duke. Uh, Resident I don't Evil like 8. talking to the Duke. Oh, I like talking to the Duke. I think he's good fun because he's he's cheeky and he's uh, he's he knows more than he let, let than, than he ever leads on. But he still there's a little bit of sympathy for the the main character Ethan in this game. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll still sell you stuff and he won't give you anything yeah. for free. But he, he he's on Ethan's side. It, it well, yeah. It seems like that at times, but at other times, with the amount that he holds back, like the amount that he holds out from Ethan, it definitely feels like if he was on Ethan's side, he could say anything else. More sure, right. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there is of, so he... much they keep from you in that game until like the final hour. Yeah. It's like that's like the only story they've got is all of those revelations they just don't give you for six hours prior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just have to go off Duke's creepy vibes. Yeah, so and the, the different menaces you find. So his vibe, the Duke's vibe, I think is fair to say. Um, he he's like a he's kind of the narrator. Like I know he's not because the game actually has a narrator, but he kind of is telling the story. Yeah, um, which which I think is fun. Um, and he, he plays with that. Yeah, he does. And like, he's kind of jovial, like in a way that only he himself is laughing because Ethan's a chronically unfunny person, but also, um, Ethan has never heard of a joke, but also that man has gone through so many traumatic events. That's, that's the thing. Like, I don't blame him. (laughs) Exactly. And the Duke has not realized that now is not the time. Yeah. But for the Duke, it is always the time. And this is the time. Ethan has interactions with two people, no, three people across the entirety of Resident Evil 8. There is uh, <laughs> the Duke, who does unfortunate jokes at poor times. Chris yep. Redfield, who just beats him up at a moment's he notice. He just bullies him yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. And an old lady who just laughs maniacally at any given moment. There's also that time where the 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 big bad of the game is pretending to be his wife and he watches her get shot to pieces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if uh, so what what what's the best thing that the duke will sell? The best thing? I th- I think it's something like a it's like a, a an ornate statue. I think he would he would happily sell. Like like an Now or- that's what that's what he'll happily buy. Mm, but I think you like know it's- he doesn't buy them just to keep them. Oh, no, no, no. You would sell one. In terms of, like, in-game, the thing I want to see from the Duke is, like, permanent upgrades. Right, okay. You want, like, like stat boosts. Or, like... But in the form of... Storage capacity. How how, how do you buy a stat boost in the world of Resident Evil? 
I think it's like uh, grubs. weapon attachments. Okay, I was thinking like grubs. Like here's some magical beetles that I found growing in the swamp. Well, did you know that there are actually stat boosts in Resident Evil Eight? Really? Yeah, with if you with the cooking mechanic, if you get fish and chicken and pigs and get their meat, yeah, right. You could cook like permanent stat boosts. Neat. That's fun. And I didn't want to go around killing these innocent chickens and <laughs> pigs and fish, so I just didn't. Um, What's the average Google review of the Duke? Because I, I don't think it's very high. No, no, no. It's two at best. Two out of five at best. Yeah, two, two out of five. I reckon, the, I reckon the Duke smells. Yeah. Like, he's constantly, like, coughing while, like, laughing at something he said about you. Like, and I, Yeah, and I also think that um, nearly no one appreciates his jokes. No. Like, no. they don't really, they don't vibe with, like, he's always happy, but, like, no one else really vibes with him. Look, he's always totally. there. He gets he gets points for always being there. No matter where you are, he'll show up. It is always, in a way that is, like, unnerving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, how did you get here? If you called the Duke at 2am, would you pick up? No. Neither would I. <laughs> really? I don't think I, no, I don't, like... I don't think a phone call with him would be fun. <laughs> do you think it would be for something or do you think he'd just be wanting a chat? I think I think it would be for something and it would take forever for him to actually tell me what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He would he would go through his whole his whole charade. And I, and I would I would be it would be um impatient. I would be very impatient with him. I'd be like mm-hmm. I need you to tell me what it is otherwise I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> I was gonna like do his voice, but I completely forgotten it. I've only got Resident Evil Four's. It's ju- it's just a deep and posh English. Yeah. Um. I yep. Couldn't have told you it was English. I'm I'm pretty sure it's English. I mean, his name's the Duke, right? Um. <laughs> no American Dukes. Uh. What? Well, who? Who next? You you know everyone on my list. So so who 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 next? Do you know all why is Patches here? He's a merchant. At times. I think always. Actually, maybe only once. No. He sells you stuff in Demon Souls and he sells you stuff in Bloodborne. Oh, okay. Does he not sell you stuff in Dark Souls? Dark Souls, no. He's uh, just a piece of shit. Well, in, um, in... But he sells you stuff in Elden Ring. Right, yeah. Uh, if you don't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll go on further. We'll do the Bloodborne version of Patches. When he's a gigantic spider. I was going to say he's a spider in Bloodborne, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Patches Which the is spider. very strange and funny. Oh, yeah. Um, the same, like, voice actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah, like, high English. Um, That's such a funny bit. Yeah. What's the vibe of Patches off? The, Patches vibes are always fucking off. He sucks. Patches is a fucking dick. Oh, Patches is a snake. Yes. He's, he's gross. He's such a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, like chronically, he can't help himself. For those who don't know, Patches is a a, a bald English man um, yeah. in in Souls games who always betrays you, no matter he what. He always lures you into a trap, thinking that he can loot yeah. your stuff. And he's sniveling. He's like, "Oh, ha! You see, you escaped my trap. Ha ha! Well, you want to buy these things that I found? Sort of like he's he's a he's a he's a piece of shit. I hate him. Yeah. Uh, his vibes suck. Yeah. He'll also like even if you like find his boss fight in Elden Ring and you, you get to the point where he like surrenders. Yeah. 
yeah. and he like becomes a vendor. If you like keep returning to him, he'll like tell you to go over and look at that thing. And like when you summon him against Rodan, he leaves. Like he's <laughs> he's, he's a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he is the whole time. Like he actually, did you know he in Elden Ring? He actually suggests that at the bottom of Raya Lucari, you get eaten by the um. The abductor, tw- the abductor Iron Maiden, yeah. Yeah, right. Which sends you to Volcano Manor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, But he, he says it as like, oh, there's treasure down there. <laughs> he sends you there to go get fucked up. Fuck that guy. For no reason. Like, he can't loot you there. He's in the middle of Limgrave, but he just sends you to go die. His Google reviews are one. Like, he has, he has like, the minimum amount of stars possible on, 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 your, on your given platform of choice. Um, Actually, I think it's the opposite. I think like or is he has he faked it has he got he's fake? always he's always on a new google account he's always <laughs> on a new store account that you haven't seen that lasts for two <laughs> weeks until people catch on and he's already got a new email address put aside to start the next one so he's he's got he's got five stars because he's got a bunch of burner accounts yeah yeah and right all okay, of those like failed accounts review his new one yeah and they're all like they're all anagrams of the word patches <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> His best-selling item, it's, like, never really that good. He doesn't actually have anything of worth most of the time. Uh, in Elden Ring, he actually has something. Okay. He's got Margit's Shackle, which you can use to stun Margit the yeah. Fell at the front of Stormvale. Right, okay. Which, like, like, traps him in, like, ancient magic for, like, 10 seconds. Mm, mm. And you can use it more later on. So he's got, like, he's got boss items. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Elden Ring is the most useful he's been. It's the most like neutral he's been. I think he's got some stuff in, like I know you can buy grass from him in um, Demon Souls, but like I think he's got a couple of useful things in Bloodborne, but I don't remember what it is. I think you have to do, you have to do some stuff with him to get one of the umbilical cords. I think, but I, I could, I could, <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, I know that game's so cool. Uh, if, <laughs> if. If Patches called you at 2 a.m., would you pick up? I wouldn't pick up if it was convenient for me. I don't want to talk No, to I him. wouldn't pick up if it was 2 p.m. Yeah, it's like, oh, Patches is calling me. Like, block this user. I would be like, who is this? Oh, it's Patches. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only time I would answer is because Patches has spoofed one of my friend's numbers and, yeah. and to, to get in contact with me because he's that much of a piece of shit. Oh man, that would be so annoying to pick up a phone call that you thought was someone else and it was just fucking, it's fucking patches. patches. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> you slime ball. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we do Beetle? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So Beetle's on both of our lists. Yeah. Beetle, the Legend of Zelda, most popular shopkeeper. Um, he. Well, I, yeah. I wonder if he's actually legitimately the most recurring shopkeeper. I don't think there are many others who return. Yeah, and he's in he's in like Phantom Hourglass and stuff as well. Like he's in those. Oh, games. is he in those ones? Yeah, he's got a he's got a traveling little. He's got a he's got a, a show a, a show bot, a shop boat, um, which is which is really fun. Well, that's that's a that's a keep that's a layover from Wind Waker. Yeah, where he was introduced with yes. with his with his shop boats. Um, is he in both the DS games? I don't know about Spirit Tracks. I've 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 not played it much. Okay, so he's at least in the in the in at least like, the other one. I assume then, so because yeah. Spirit Tracks is again part of that lineage, but yeah. I, I'm not sure. And then he's in Skyward Sword, and then he's in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, we might be seeing more of Beetle in seventy eight hours. How exciting! Um, Beetle's so fun. I love him. He's 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 a darling. 
he's great. And like, like you can't forget his voice. Let me try it. Where he's like, um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's always so thrilled to be there. Yeah. And then when, even when you, even when you, he, he, he goes through various stages of being more or less polite. Even when like you don't buy something or like you can't afford something, he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although yeah, it's yeah. Skyward Sword, he he operates like a a a flying uh a flying shop. It's like a flying house that he keeps afloat by on a bicycle pedal. Yeah. Like he's pedaling the whole time behind the behind the um behind the counter. And so if you if you go up there and don't buy anything and you go to leave, he's like, "Hey, you're really heavy. Yeah. You didn't even have the decency to buy something." And he throws you out the trapdoor. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, he he's just he's so enthusiastic and that the way they play that out in Breath of the Wild is he's he's uh an enthusiast. He's a bug enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> he always yeah. wants to buy different bugs. Yes. I forgot what, what he was like in Phantom Hourglass. So the masked ship is a ship in the Phantom Hourglass, which is just like a like a ship boat. The mask ship is managed by Beatles' alter eagle, Be- uh, alter ego, Beatles' assistant. <laughs> uh, it appears instead of Beatles' shop between 10 a.m. to noon on weekends and 10 p.m. to midnight on weekdays, according to the DS clock. That's so funny. Yeah, it, it is really, really funny. Oh, and it's like a secret shop and it's got yeah. a piece of heart and it's got a bottle and... Right, okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, Beatles vibes are just good. He's just a he's he's just a sweetheart. I love him. Um, what's his best selling item? It's gonna be a rare bug, right? Or is his most important item is like I found this incredible rare bug. I don't think it's his best selling. No, but like, but like, he's he's most important. His prized possession that he would sell you. Yeah, current day Beatle would be, um, a a bug that only he knows how to reliably catch. Because mm, mm-hmm. he, he's also a collector. He wants to hang on to the the really unique ones that like no one can catch. Yeah. But he's he's also selling the bugs. And his most important one is one that you can reliably, that he can reliably catch, but no one else can find. Um, yeah. That like Lincoln used for a potion or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, average Google review, it's probably like four... It's not five. Yeah, like 3.5. Yeah. That, like that 3.5 to four range where it's like, oh, look, it's decent, but something's, it's not fantastic. Yeah. Like he doesn't have the best stuff all the time, but at least he's, he's, al- he's always got arrows when I need it. But he's also a bit annoying. Yeah. He's, the a, time. he's a little bit intense at times. And a little bit like socially oblivious maybe yeah yeah you know what i mean like he's a little bit oblivious to what you might want or need he's just so excited about everything all the time which is which is lovely but sometimes it's not the energy i'm there for yeah it's not like sometimes i'm i'm here to shop like i'm not actually here to like socialize yeah totally if beetle called you at 2 a.m would you pick up absolutely i think so but and 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 for for better or worse right if beetle's like hey i've got this amazing thing i know you'd Mm. want it or if yeah. Beale's like, help, I'm being attacked by Bogoblins. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm being robbed right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, on the phone. Yeah. I'd, I, you- yeah. I, I would try and help him out. He, um, I think he, Beetle's human, you know? Beetle calms down in the evenings. 
Yeah. He sits by the fire. You could do the Skyward Sword. If you go sleep in the bed in the house, in his, in his house, then he flies you back to his little island where he keeps the house. Mm. Um, and you can go outside and sit by the fire with him and have a chat. And yeah. he's just he's just sitting there. Yeah. And he's watching the fireflies and he, he'd share stories. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a he's an honest he's an honest man, an honest merchant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't try and rip you off ever. No. So yeah, if Beatles got my number and he gives me a call at two a.m., I'm picking up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Even if it's just to say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to go through some of yours? Yeah. So you don't have to explain Beatles. these to me because I don't know who these two are. That's all right. Um, so Falcon Ron is the <laughs> the shopkeeper from Pyre. I had to look this up before. I, I gained all of this just from a quick Google. Uh, the market before a uh, before the rites, before the ritual, before the the um, fantasy soccer uh the market that he runs is called the slug market which i forgot and he sells like artifacts for all of your different characters that like modify their like their dash speed and their cooldown and stuff like that and they're a lot of the times they're um character specific or or gen or a general one that they can all equip um but <laughs> falcon ron is this smiley little guy who sits on the back of someone's shoulders, this much larger creature who he calls dad, who might actually be his dad. So he's riding on his dad's shoulders with like a little uh, pagoda over the top of him. Uh-huh. Constantly holding slugs. There's slugs dangling from, the, from, the, from his little overhang, from his little shade cloth. And he's always laughing. He's always right. sitting there like sniveling and being like, uh uh-huh. like like goofy or like well in a way that it's like hard to tell because no one in that game speaks english right when they speak so i don't tell i don't know if he's speaking a language or if he's just laughing the whole time but he's kind of just laughing the whole time right um I, I had to, I, the, the one video I found that was when I was referencing this was a Let's Play and someone was talking to him and, and the person was like, shut up, you little creepy guy. <laughs> but then the other guy couldn't help but like laugh each time the other guy was laughing. Right. There was some, I'd have to go back to our Pyre review because I'm sure I, I'm sure I did an impression, but there was some like repeatable like phrase he did every time he right. bought something or like closed the store or like opened the store. He'd always like start a certain way mm. and his music is great and his vibes are funny. He's a little queer, queer, like a little weird, little creepy guy. I don't, I don't know if I like his vibes. Neither do I, but like, he's got a very genuine smile. He's not trying to ever rip you off. He's not ever trying to like overreach or anything. He's just laughing at you the whole time. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> uh what what what's their vibe it is a weird vibe um it's that kind of like you know banished to the underworld and making do kind of a vibe but also like not trying to rip you off like like this this person has beetle's honesty but none of beetle's charm right okay <laughs> Just all of Beatles eccentricity. Yeah. With no charm. Man, I don't remember fucking anything about this game. This game left You sure don't. No, you like... cannonballed it, didn't you? Like two days? Well, it was a little bit longer than that, but like 
it just it just really didn't leave much of an impression on me. Oh man, I I spent like two or three weeks with that game. That that game means a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a little little creepy, weird little guy. Yeah. Uh, best selling item, slugs. <laughs> like it's it's got to yeah, be slugs, right? Slugs, slugs and trinkets is all he sells. The thing that's difficult with this one is for Pyre, all of the items are like really unique. It's not like Rookie's uh like shade cloth and and Jodariel's shade cloth and and the Tizu's shade cloth like they're not they're not all like palette swaps all of them are different items they're all bespoke and unique and and interesting he's just got shit he's just got weird shit you just go there and you don't know what you're gonna find he just has stuff right so it, I really don't know how to answer this question yeah <laughs> yeah yeah right just it's just his best-selling item is something okay <laughs> uh average google review it's like a 2.5 yeah it's not it's not high Surely like he's not. useful he's like the only useful maybe honest person in that area but like you kind of wish there was another option for you to go to <laughs> yeah he wouldn't be my first choice for for buying stuff i would much rather listen to beetle talk about bugs then yeah listen to falcon ron giggle and let's be everything real. and nothing we're not gonna answer his phone call at 2am i would maybe i would maybe maybe it, it he's would got be, a joke it maybe be, he wants to tell me one of the jokes that he's always laughing at in his it head. would be incoherent it wouldn't mean anything it would just be him <laughs> giggling on the phone and you'd be like all right and then you hang up and, but he would he would never hang up he would just be giggling until you do but if I, I reckon if I stayed on the phone long enough, I'd get a discount. All right. <laughs> uh, don't you reckon? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I've already got one more, but what do you what, what do you want to do? Do you want to do let, let, my let, one or your one or let's let's do Zer. Yeah. Uh Zer from Destiny, if you don't know, is a is a is a, a specific merchant. In, in Destiny, where he will sell you sell you weapons and armor for a specific currency, as he is sort of a rogue, a rogue character. He's part of a a, a hidden cult society, ancient his civilization title, thing. His title is Agent, Agent of, of the, the Nine. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. That's a cool title. And he's, he also has like tentacles for a face. Yeah, he's got tentacles coming out of his face. You don't actually see what his face really looks like. No. He's got a cloak on. He's he's a unique character. He's not like anyone else in that universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember when he used to only deal in strange coins? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You never really knew what was going on, but also he would also appear in different locations around the yeah, galaxy. That, that would, were never indicated to you. Never indicated. He would just be there, and you know, the, you would follow Twitter accounts that'd be like, "Where's Zer? And what is he selling?" Because he would have a. a a persistent rotation across everybody. So everybody got the same version of his shop, but every time he showed mm-hmm. up, it'd be different. Mm-hmm. Um, fascinating character. And he's, he's sort of, he always says vague things. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you a single thing that he said, but they were always vague. Um, uh, let's see. I'm on the destiny.fandom article. Bunch of quotes here. Let me just pick like a random three. Yeah. Uh, I understood my mission when the nine put it in me. Oh, mm-hmm. what? Now I cannot articulate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, items belong to the nine, not me. Mm-hmm. And here's a good one. Goodbye. 
and and you know he, he would he would also say things directly to you like do not be alarmed i know no reason to cause you harm which was like that's mysterious right? but also my will is not my own mm-hmm. yeah um Zer's vibes are pretty on like yeah. i really dig him he's got so much mystery about him so much mystery yeah like he's never been threatening no but he you don't you don't ever fully trust him no you have no reason to he's he's a completely no. rogue agent and the brief encounters that we've had with the nine in destiny the, them i find threatening them i find mm. scary yeah they are uh, kind of omnipotent in a way that is hard to like it's hard to like comprehend or articulate yeah kind their, of like the watches yeah right yeah. like yeah, because they don't they don't really get involved in anything, but they are always there. Yeah. Um So yeah, Zer's vibe is like he's a good middle ground. Like mm. he's a decent he like he is like half man, half he's he's benign. a herald, right? He he works for for someone of, of greater being. Yeah. But he is he is definitely mortal. Yeah, he is not the nine. He's yeah. an agent of the nine. Yeah. Um his best selling item. Of, is got to be some, you know, like god weapon, right? Like it is. Well, do you remember, you remember what he sells? He sells exotics. Yeah. In every in every week, he's he's come around with a different bunch of exotics, yeah. which is very important when you're starting the game. Very important when the when Destiny One and Destiny Two are brand new. Yeah. Um, because people don't have them. Mm. Like he was, he was where you got, uh, Galahorn the first time. Like he he. He sold it. Uh, Destiny One. He sold it in like the first couple of weeks, and people didn't know how good it was yet. And then they didn't bring it back uh, till like the middle of the third year before Destiny Two came out. Because there was a he didn't sell it for years after it, they did the first time. It was also a pre-order bonus at some point. Um, but, oh yeah, for two and right, for like okay. the for like the thirtieth anniversary pack, but not for the first game. Because I remember when or maybe maybe it was for um Rise of Iron. I but, I, I remember when when Zer sold Gala. No, no, it was a whole thing that Zer, Zer never sold Galahorn. That was yeah like, because he sold it. No, he he sold it once again when people didn't know how good it was yet. Right. Okay. And then he it never came back around. Yeah, because I remember the moment it did come back around, the Destiny subreddit turned into a Club Penguin subreddit because they said that they would do that if, if Zer ever sold Galahorn. <laughs> Which is funny. Um, yeah, it happened like like months before Destiny One like shut down, and you lost it anyway. <laughs> well, sh- not shut down, sh- not but shut Destiny down. Two came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, average Google review, uh, like kind of like a four. Like people don't yeah. dig him, but he's got good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like a flat four. Yeah, yeah. It's but- funny when I think of like star reviews because like four stars on a restaurant is like okay that's all right but like four stars on like a on like a free-to-play like mobile app is like like game is like okay it must be somewhat decent at least kind of yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah um if he called you at 2 a.m would you pick up i think i would have to <laughs> what do you mean i think if 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 Zer is contacting me yeah then like I need to know what he needs, what he is telling me. I think if Zer called me at 2 a.m., I, I don't I, think I would. I think I'd pick up in terms of like, because he doesn't do things on his own. That's true. He's the voice of the nine. And so 
the voice of the nine needs to tell me something. I better answer or else I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I I don't think I would pick up. Right, okay. I don't I don't need to hear what he has to say. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, who, uh, who's who's yours? Your, so your, my your my last one. my last one here is another Zelda one. This is uh, Malon or Malon from Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Who so at the start of the game you start in Ordon Village, and there are like three kids who you like look after and do like chores with, and they all look up to you because you're a bit taller and you like have a job and you have a training sword, and they're like, "Whoa!" Right. And like Link knows how to use a slingshot, and they're like, "Whoa!" like they they love link but they're also like little rat bags right. anyway the the village gets like ransacked and the kids get captured and when you find them again they've been taken to kakariko village mm-hmm. uh and they sort of integrate themselves there with the townspeople and the gorons in kakariko village um but one of the little kids is sort of this like like there's this brash kid with like long hair. He's like eight or 10. Like there's an older girl of like 12 who's a bit more serious. And then there's this little kid who's like the size of like a four-year-old mm. constantly like swaddled, but always like standing who just like stands there and with like this like deadpan face talks to you in full sentences. Like voice acting is like, why? Like they're just like, really flat yeah. and they start they open a, a shop in kakariko village there's <laughs> <laughs> this little guy that's funny and when you so you could donate to uh one of the gorons who's in the shop and it lets you upgrade the store but it also lets you open if you fund them enough and do a couple of side quests to like uh free to like clear clear a path from kakariko to hyrule castle town mm-hmm. they can open the 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 castle town Malon Mart, right? Which is and it's like a big deal. You have to put in like thousands of rupees to do it. And so when you get there, it's like a fucking party. There's constantly a theme song going. That's like a remix of the of the actual one. Mm. But they've got dancers in there constantly, and there's lights spinning. It becomes this like flagship store. <laughs> right okay run by this grumpy kid yeah who's like six years old and got taken from their village like a month ago it's a real weird vibe and it's fantastic and there's all kinds of great shit you can only buy in that store and every time you go in there it's just got a smile on your face and it's like you know that game came out in like 07 right yeah. like late 06 that game is brown but not that store that store is so bright <laughs> Anyway, so Malon, Malon Mart, and Malon is is was my pick here. I need to see what they look like. Malon, yeah, the little, little grumpy kid. Yeah, right. This is this is a child. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, and not just like a child, like like that ten year old and that twelve year old. Like this, this is this like is a baby. This is a kid. Yeah, like just barely not a toddler. Yeah, and like I said, they speak in full sentences. It's like it's like the Zelda version of like Stewie from family guy <laughs> right. like you know like there's this real sense that this is just like an adult in a child's body yeah right it's very strange and no one addresses it no of course not <laughs> like it's not straight and like the the logo for the store is just this kid's grumpy face it, it kind of reminds me in in kingdom hearts one and two uh Huey, Dewey, and Louie all run different shops in the village, right. 
one right. of them sells like shields, the other one sells like accessories, and the other one sells yeah. like potions and stuff. And they're all Classic. they're all bankrolled by Uncle Scrooge, who is like <laughs> trying to open up an ice cream shop. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Like just children shopkeepers. It's like it's always funny. Yeah. Real yeah. weird. Yeah. Um. What? Yeah. Maybe when we're in the break, we can look at footage of the flagship store, Melon Mart, because yeah. it's 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 quite a sight. Um. But yeah, what the, what what is the vibe of Melon and Melon Mart? It's off-putting, yeah. but in kind of like a harmless way. Just like, oh, I'm dealing with a business person. Yeah, okay. right. I could do that. Like, like you are given to accept the circumstances, uh-huh. no matter how strange they actually are. <laughs> <laughs> and it becomes your normal quite quickly. What's the best-selling item? Hmm. Bomb arrows. Bomb arrows. Bomb arrows. Can't go wrong. They, the 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 most unique item that Malon Sol sells is the magic armor, which um, protects you from taking damage, but constantly drains rupees at right. like one a second. Fuck. And when you're out of rupees, it turns into like iron boots. I see. <laughs> like you, you can't move, and it doesn't protect you. Great. It's very strange. Average Google review. Three. No, this is like this is like a four point eight. Like oh wow, okay. Like Malon wins hearts and minds with with great customer service. Right, all right. <laughs> Not like oh, how's your mother or whatever. Just like, just like a a competent shopkeeper. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. And if Malon called you at two a.m., would you pick up? Malon wouldn't call me at two a.m. Yeah, but but <laughs> if, if you got a call and it said Malon on the caller ID at two a.m. No, it wouldn't happen. The question's irrelevant. Melon doesn't need anything at 2 a.m. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, The final one I've got here. Just before we do, I just want to give two honorable mentions. Oh, sure. Please. Uh, One of them being um, all of the shopkeepers in Stardew Valley. Uh, Oh, yeah. Blessed villages. Wonderful. Wonderful villages. Stardew Valley for more than like. 15 minutes really yep you should you should play that game it's excellent it's truly excellent by all accounts yeah um and the other shopkeeper that i that i need to give honorable mention to uh is the 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 humble moogle um just like like, i mean oh (laughs) really delightful uh little creature cross game cross franchise uh, in the Kingdom Hearts franchise, the Moogles are the kings of the synthesization. That they are the ones that make the ultimate weapons for you. Um, How many times are they actually merchants? Oh, like every time. I don't know if that's true. They're 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 pretty they're pretty merchant characters. I'm only seeing. Um... Uh, stuff for Final Fantasy VII Remake. They're they're kind of like only merchants. Hmm. That's the that, that was that's their thing. Um. Uh, the first appeared in Final Fantasy three and have appeared in some capacity in every main series game, with the exception of Final Fantasy nine. Yeah, like they're in um. They are in 10, but just like vaguely. They're not anyone special. Um, 
twelve. It's a similar thing. They're just like they're just like another species, right? Uh, anyway, they're good fun. They're adorable little little freaks, um, and I love them. I love them all. Yeah, um, those are great. My final one uh, is uh, Slim Cognito mm-hmm. uh, from the Ratchet and Clank franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, not the. What was the last game he was in? Let me look that up. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in Rift Apart. Um, Slim is is the black market weapons dealer in the Ratchet and Clank franchise. He is known as a wanted man in that universe. Um, he's not the only shopkeeper in Ratchet and Clank. There's quite a few across the various games. Um, yeah. Some of them are characters. Some of them are just like just screens. Um, mm-hmm. But Slim is the only like character one who's like got a name. He's got a little bit of a story. Uh, Slim's vibes are. They're cool, but they're always kind of off because he makes really weird jokes a lot of the time. Yeah, like like, and he's also always constantly going like, "Hey, yeah, over here, yeah, like, yeah, yeah." He's he's got that like that like New York like like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna buy your weapon over here?" Like, he's, yeah, he's, he's he's clandestine. Yeah, um, there's a hilariously dirty joke. In Ratchet and Clank three, wait, when you meet him, he's like he's he's kind of confined to like a to a guy behind a wall. He's yeah, I, I I'm looking at him now. The the picture of him on the wiki is just I forgot he was just a bunch of eyes in like a black space. He's, he's just like he's not just a bunch. Two eyes. He's like, you don't just see a pair him. of eyes. Yeah. Slim Cognito, great name. Yeah. Um, but like th- when you first see him in three, you kind of stumble across his shop as you're going through one of the planets, and he goes. <laughs> He's like Ratchet like a walking past, and he goes, "Hey, put it in the slot," because he's got like a little hole that's kind of like crotch height. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, hey, put it in the slot, and then Ratchet's like, "What?" And he goes, "Your bolts, put them in the slot." He's he's so creepy. Yeah, he's so yeah. he's so off putting. Um, yeah, he's he's got so he was yeah, he was in two, three. Size Matters, Secret Agent Clank, and Tools of Destruction. Right. There you go. Um, uh, and then he was apparently reimagined in the 2016 remake as the Shady Salesman. Yeah. Even though it's a different character. Yeah. So in, in Ratchet Clank 1, there's a character that acts a lot like him, but is just like another alien that you can see. Because he makes yeah. the same gross jokes. Because right. like you bump into him in the first game, like in my head canon, he, he, it is the same guy. Is this the guy near the um near the the hover yeah. hoverboard racing? Yeah, because you go up to him and he goes, uh, he he says like, "Hey, buddy!" Like he says, he basically says like, "I want to buy Clank and Clank and Ratchet's like, how much?" Um, <laughs> but but he says like, but he he goes to Ratchet. He goes, "Rip you a new one." <laughs> And Ratchet's Rip like, yeah, a new one. Yeah, and Ratchet goes, "What did you just say to me?" And like, that's the name of the the Rhino gun, the most powerful weapon in all of Ratchet and Clank. He says it again, though. Yeah, Rip a new one. Yeah, which is like that is really gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. This is this is funny actually. That so in the first game, that salesman is called the the Shady Salesman. Yeah, that that's and why then they... in the remake they called the Shady Salesman Slim Cognito. Yeah, it's it it all it's all kind of the same guy. Yeah, um, he's good fun. He's got like a he's got an advert in three, I think, um, which is quite funny, like a little cutscene. Yeah, um, like pop on down to Slim Cognitos. Yeah, um, yeah. What's their vibe? 
look, you know where to go when you when you want something hot, right? He doesn't sell anything on the books. No. Everything's a no. little bit... If you don't know what Slim Cognito sells, then you don't need to buy anything from Slim Cognito. Yeah, yeah. Um, his best-selling items is, like, some planet-destroying, like, harpoon gun or some shit, right? It's always, like... Well, it's the rhino. Like, yeah. if we're talking about someone who might sell the rhino, it's the rhino. Yeah. Uh, average Google review, this man is not on Google. <laughs> you, no. you cannot find any reviews of this man. He is a ghost. He does not exist. No. You can uh, find... Average police report. Yeah. Um, if he called me at 2am, would I pick up? Yeah, he's he's got something for me that he wants to move. Maybe I might be too scared. No, but he's never he's never dangerous. Is the thing he's he's wanted, but only as a as a as a as a weapons dealer, but not as a not as an adversary. <laughs> it's fine, guys. He's only an arms dealer. Yeah, yeah, but like, but he's not like he's not like he's only a, a black market galactic arms dealer. Yeah, yeah. Um, now nah, if he's calling me, he's got something that he wants to move. He wouldn't call me to get him out of a pinch. No, that's true. He's, he's, he's calling me for business. He's not calling me for, for, for help. I don't need that call at 2am though. Oh, uh, but if, if he's calling me at 2am, like it's going to be good. If he's calling me at all, it's going to be good. <laughs> you have a lot of faith in Slim. Oh, I love Your Slim. Your old mate Slim. Love Slim. There you uh... go. That's it. That's that's the topic. A fun one. Yeah. Very reminiscent of the old question corners, mm. Jeremy. It's been a while. This is a good one. I didn't think, like I said, this has the... I said before the show, this has the chance to run, like, to be a quick topic. And then I said, well, now that I've said that, it won't be. And here we are, over time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was good. That had a good a good flow and a good cadence. We're going we're gonna to chuck it to a quick break. Uh, think of your favorite Zer quotes in the meantime and then when we come back we'll be talking about Star Wars again and uh, other stuff Zelda we'll be back welcome back what a completely normal podcast we're having such a normal podcast very normal one just a, a real normal one tonight wouldn't you believe that during the break we spoke more about Star Wars we did we? Yes, Jeremy. We were talking about it when oh, no. we, we started I, talking about I, it when I you got up. I, I left. Yeah, but then, then but then by the time I got up to go talk to Sam, you were talking about it. And not, you were talking about it until I just sat down. No, we were you talking about stormtroopers and Yeah, well I was talking about Fortnite. Um and uh, and it was talking about the five oh first, um, and about how they're bad. But like yeah, I guess you were talking about Star Wars. Anyway, I'm gonna talk about what I played this week. Mm. Now we did both. We did both play and finish Star Wars Jedi Survivor. No, not finish. Sorry, we did. We did both play. I finished. You're mm. you're getting close. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk really much about how what I've done. One, because I don't want to spoil Kerry. And two, we're doing we're doing a mini disc soon. Is that confirmed? That. Yes, as of great. As of as of <laughs> as of earlier today. Um, I reconfirmed. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are going to do a mini disc on that, a big deep dive into that game, which I think will be fun because I think there's plenty there to chew on. There um, is, yeah. So to start us off, I'm just going to talk about what I played mostly, which is Metroid Dread. Yeah, 
So I, I had this plan, I had this grand plan, Kerry, where I was going to finish Star Wars and then finish Metroid and then have enough time to jump directly into Zelda. Yeah. And then what I did last night is I played Metroid Dread and finished it in like a sitting. <laughs> and I, I, had a, I had a good, not, like not the whole game, but like I had, like, oh. I had a good chunk. Oh, I probably, okay. I, probably, I thought you were telling me you started it yesterday no, and no, finished no, no, it no, no, yesterday. No, 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 I picked up where I left off. I'd, like you said that and I was like, what? Re- realistically, <laughs> I played half of the game last night. <laughs> okay, M- yeah, maybe, maybe a little, a little bit further. Um, I, I, my, my finished time. So, what did you not start a new save, or had you started earlier in the week, and uh, that was where you got up to? When, when I finished Metroid Prime, I started yeah. Red, and I played about four or five hours, may- maybe like four and a half hours of that. Okay, and then I stopped for a bit because I played Star Wars, and then I came back, and then did about three and a half to four hours last night. Wow. Of Metro Dread. And you, so you did the whole thing in eight hours? Yeah, I, I, I checked my time at the end. It was seven min, seven hours and like 58 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Just sub eight hours. Do you think because you did the front half already? So it was a little familiar? Like look, a little bit in terms of, I like, yes, in terms of I, I knew the mechanics. Yeah. And I was coming directly out of another Metroid. And then playing Jedi Survivor yeah. is another Metroidvania. And so like That's I've been true. I've been on that I've been on that kick a little bit. Um and yeah, like there was a little bit of I understood roughly where to go at the at the at the front, probably third of Metroid yeah. Dread. And then but then after that it was like purely on their own. And I had to relearn the difficulty curve because that game is tricky. Um and the bosses, some of them are quite tricky as well. How many times did you die? 125, I think, was my final. <sighs> Compare um, that to Prime. <laughs> yeah, right. And like, and like, a lot of those are bosses. A lot of those were boss deaths. I very rarely died in the overworld. Some of them, not the Emmys, but some of those bosses are like Souls-like at times, aren't they? Like, yeah, really that, tough. They are heavy mechanic bosses, and mm. it's all about like they're all timing, and it's all which mechanic and what do I do at this point to this attack? What it, it's. Make sure you jump here. Make sure you slide there at this time. Make sure you delay on this one. Make sure you counter. Metroid Dread is one of the best games on the Switch. <laughs> it, there you go. It there is. You have it. It is like it is a mechanical masterpiece. Mm. Everything has got a use. Everything has got a purpose. Everything has got more than one use and more than one purpose in different contexts. It's yep. like oh, like different enemies react to different things different bosses have got like oh, i should use this attack i should use this jump use this it's so good it's mm. such a fucking good game um awesome the story is like plenty good it is a plenty good story there's a, there's there's some twists Seems like one turns. of the most robust metroid stories i've yeah. seen or heard of like it actually has like characters and <laughs> And like, like you know, like you can count the amount of characters on one hand, um, but sure. like they've all like they've all got clear intentions, and and there's and there's a little twist in there, which is which is all good fun, um, and it's just fucking sick. It's just a really fucking sick game. Um, the locations are really cool. They they change it up towards the end of the game in a way that was um, quite exciting. Um, uh, there's a lot of really fun abilities that you get and they're all metroid abilities but they're like fun metroid abilities there's like a mm. a pseudo grappling hook that also will open a certain type of door because every ability in this game will open a different type of door because that's mm. how metroid works um mm. 
a lot of fun morph ball abilities. Um, the suits are really cool. The final suit is dope. Um, the final fights are really fucking sick. That the final main boss because you do the final boss and there's like a little bit after. Um, the final boss is such a good fight. It is really challenging and has got multiple phases, mm. but you learn it. <laughs> yeah, right. You learn it and it feels good and it feels earned. It yep. is a really killer fucking game. And like eight hours. Mwah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good size game. That's a spicy meat. No, uh, like, what's I, the, for, and for that le- seems low for the time to be. For learners, it's probably closer to about 10 hours. Um, All right. Metroid Dread veteran Jeremy over here. <laughs> no, no, but like in terms of people who have never played a Metroid before. Yeah, yeah. If, yep. if this was my first playthrough, I probably would have got it done in about 10, 11 hours. Main story average, nine hours, 15 minutes. Yeah. That that seems to match up. Yeah, yeah. Shaved um, an, an hour or a bit bit less off of yeah. your, your playtime. Yeah. Um, I don't like this. Like the whole game is just really great. I, I would go back and play that game again um, and maybe do like 100%. Um, I was talking to uh, my old housemate about it because he also loves this game and he was like, he said it's one of the easiest games to 100% because the combat is just that fun. And I, I was like, yeah, like it really is. It's just completionist w- runs on average are just shy of fourteen hours. I I could and I like I I believe there's some optional bosses in there as well. Um, mm. it's really good. It is really really cool. Um, the vibe of the game is like really, uh, it's it's strong and consistent throughout the entire game. The scene gets mm. set within the first like twenty minutes of the game, and yeah. It, it carries it through until the very end in a really mm. cohesive manner. It, what a fucking sick game, man. Yeah. That Metroid dread. What a cool game. I'm so glad That's I got those cool. amiibos. Um, yeah, <laughs> even more cool now than you were. Totally. Um, fighting uh, Emmys, even, even more really happy. great. Yeah. Fighting Emmys is so engaging and, and such a really cool way to give you a different type of tension throughout the entire game. Yeah. Um. Just what a what a fucking nine out of ten. Yeah. Jeremy, have you played Super Metroid? I've not. Oh, oh, I've played like I dabbled in it once when the you you, you have literally played it, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but I've not sat down and played it. Yeah, I think whenever you get that Metroid hankering in the future, I reckon you should you should give it a go. Maybe on the on the on the switches. NSO or um, how, however you want, but um, yeah. it's uh, I'd be interested to know what you think about it. It is more analogous to Metroid Prime, like you yeah. will find it to be, because Prime was like we've got to take our most uh, popular Metroid game and put it in 3D. Yeah. So let's let's take one of our most popular, like the world is very similar, and you land on the planet in the same way, and you yeah. return to that, you return to your ship, like the structure and the planets and the it is all similar in many ways, but it is very good in that regard. Mm. It, it, the control, it doesn't, it won't feel anywhere near as good to control. I, I know that that's fine. Yeah. Um, speaking of controls, uh, the the worst thing last this is like so like my, the 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 events of last night have have cost me money because Why? I played 
three and a half hours of Metroid Dread, right? Okay. My Joy-Con is disconnected from the console about 40 times. Oh, no. While I was in handheld. Oh, no. They just keep... Mine, lo- mine have started doing that. One of mine has. lose connection fucking constantly. If I... If I shift my weight on the Joy Cons a little bit, yeah, and and yeah. they they just become a little bit dislodged, and they just they just disconnect, yep, all the fucking time. So I'm I'm buying another controller. I'm buying one yeah. of what one of one of the eight bit dough controllers, um, the one that, the one that looks like an Xbox controller, um, the like I, Elite, the Pro Elite, or yeah, something. that one. It come, like, yeah, with, that with, one. That one looks good with, with the dock, um, because Does like. It add- I think that one's got um, Hall effect sensors, doesn't it? It's got the magnetic uh, analog stick I've, I've no sensors idea. instead of potentiometers, so it shouldn't get drift. Right. Um, yeah. I've, cool. Um, magnets. Yeah. Uh, I've uh, and like I've got like a wireless dongle, but like it, that wireless dongle also occasionally disconnects because it's a very oh. cheap. It's it's a, it's a very cheap one. I bought it for like eight bucks. Um, oh right. Okay. Yeah, like like I, it wasn't like an official good one or anything. You got what you paid for. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like it worked for the few times I, I used it, but like I just want to get a good solid controller so that I never have to use those Joy Cons again. Um, so yeah, so that's that's sort of been my my switch thing, and especially because I know I can get this controller before Zelda on the on on um Friday. Oh, uh, like getting it now. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll I'll cop it. I won't get any fancy, nice looking one. I'll just get the regular black one. Um, but yeah, that that's sort of it. Like I planned on beating it before Zelda, and suddenly I now have an entire week. Um, to play <laughs> what are you gonna do with yourself? I, I, I was saying in the in the in the break that like I've I've got a couple of things I want to do. So I want to do uh, the new Apex season um, when yep. that, when that comes out later in this week. Um, I want to get the clone armor in um, Fortnite. Yep. Um, because that shouldn't be too difficult. Um, and I'm sort of like, I'm just kind of vibe around with some games. I don't really want to start anything. No. I I, I, I thought about like, do I try and smash out Horizons DLC? And I'm like, no, I, I'll, no. Wait, I'll, I'll wait on that for like a few months, um, probably. <laughs> Poor Horizon. Uh, well, because like, I'm not going to like, going from a new Zelda directly to that is going to be, is going to hurt. So like, yes. I need to give that the entirety of my Tears of the Kingdom and then a bit of a buffer. Yes, you do. Um, I I went from from Zelda to Horizon the first time. Yeah, not not so good. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I was like, do I go back to Midnight Suns? And I was like, maybe because that game is like, I'm not going to beat that game before Zelda, and I no. know that. So like, maybe I just pluck away at that. What about um, the Street Fighter demo, are you gonna are you gonna sink your teeth into that? That's a really good idea. I've got that downloaded, so I might I might go fuck around in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing I've been playing. Mm. on the cellular phone uh, is, a, is, a, is a, a sequel, a threequel, as I learned earlier today, to What the Golf, What the mm. Car. What the Car, which is funny because in the game What the Golf, there are a number of car levels. Yep. Now, What the Car begins how you'd expect it to. You are driving a car to the end of First a... First person? No. Um, you, 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 are, you are driving a car uh, in third person with funny controls, because it's it's on my phone, right? There's a button to honk the horn. <laughs> and there's a steering wheel that you're controlling, kind of like a captain's wheel, where you're just kind of like doing this and doing this, but with your finger, sort of like you're, you're doing a, a captain's wheel on a ship, which is funny. Um, uh, and 
the the game begins just in your regular car, and then the second level is like car with legs. <laughs> and, imme- and immediately, oh wow, they go in hard. I, immediately, I'm like, oh, this is funny. And then it was the second, the third level, Kerry is yeah, car with too many legs, <laughs> which is a car doing like cartwheels with legs. Yeah. Um, and then there's a car with very long legs where you're doing jumping with legs as it's running, even though you still can't. it's. This game is instantly fucking hilarious. Oh yeah! And I mean, like, did you play what the golf? I did. I, I did on the phone. Um, I yeah. did. I did a few months ago. Um, like again, uh, just like what the golf. This is only launched on Apple Arcade so far. And, and this sort of leads me to the other part is I've actually had Apple Arcade since my I got my iPhone because they gave me like a three month trial when I got it because it was a new phone. Uh-huh. And I then forgot to cancel it, but I've been using it a lot, so I actually uh-huh. haven't cancelled it. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of good stuff on there. There's like okay. a, a lot of really good games on there that I don't have to pay for. Like, you know, I have to pay for the subscription, well, but like yeah. if I'm getting a $9, $10 game every month, which I kind of am, then it's kind of working out, right? Like I'm, I've been playing Mini Metro on the phone. I've been playing Mini oh. Motorways, the other one. Yeah, yeah. Um. Getting over it with Bennett Foddy is on the phone, and it is oh, fuck. maybe the worst possible way you could play that game. Yeah, it fucking sucks, and there's like absolutely imprecise, and you can't see what you're doing under the hammer. Harry, there is touchscreen acceleration built into that game, which you can turn off, but it doesn't seem to do anything, and it is horrible. I played twenty minutes of it and went, "I am not touchscreen acceleration." It is oh, horrid. That's heinous. It is absolutely horrid. Uh, there's another game oh called. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> yeah, you know they put time in to make that worse. <laughs> <laughs> there's another game on here called Bridge Constructor, which is what you'd expect it to be, but it's a good one because a lot of the like Apple Arcade is like, you want to not wade through shit. Yeah, here's eight bucks a month. All pretty good games. And you you get decent stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I've been, I've been going through that. Um, gotta say. Uh, say it what the car is really good <laughs> it's really funny and I don't want to talk too much about it because so many of them are like the joke is funny yeah that's, totally that's I, like the what, point what the golf is the same yeah is exactly. it as expensive as what the golf was because what the golf had like hundreds of levels it looks like it the moment I got Man. into the overworld of what the car because there's an overworld yeah yeah it bridged instantly and I went, oh, fuck. And there's like oh, a lot fuck, of levels yeah, exactly. here. And then each level is like a new conceit. Yes. Or like... They're all just like, here's just a bunch of dumb mechanics. Yeah. Um, maybe we go through the first few levels um, in the po- in the, in the post oh, yeah. show just, just to have a look at some of them. Um, they're yeah, quite that good. Yeah, silly. Um, also, Dead Cells is on the phone. Oh, wow. With okay, cool. all of the DLC. Which, yeah, it's not Jesus. included. It's not included in Apple Arcade. The DLC, you got to pay for extra. But like, Dead Cells is on the phone. <laughs> I always feel weird about Dead Cells. Why is that? Um, because, like, I feel like they, the after they made Dead Cells, I feel like Motion Twin got, like, moved on from the game or, like, the, the publisher, like, took it on instead. That, 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 that sounds familiar. I feel like I remember that. With the success of Dead Cells into 2019, Motion Twin wanted to move on to their next game while still supporting Dead Cells. However, they still wanted to remain a small cooperative of 8 to 10 persons, so internally they created a new development team called Evil Empire, 
around January 2019 to take over the development and support of Dead Cells while the other motion twin developers started on their next project. Oh, okay. So a different group, quote unquote, did take it over, but it was just them. Right, okay. Evil Empire is run by Motion Twin's former head of marketing and is not run as a cooperative, particularly because the company wants to scale beyond 10, 10 employees. So yeah, it was sort of like, let's, let's make one group that can absolutely focus in on the success, like the commercial success of Dead Cells. Yeah. And, and, and make that a continued commercial success we- while we have this other group that continues to just do creative stuff. And, like, it kind of worked for them, right? Because now they're doing Dead Cells Castlevania, which is, like, that's pretty yeah, cool. I should... They've been going nonstop, just continually making content for that game. Um, that's yeah, kind of neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, it, it's on the phone. Like, I'm not going to play too much of it on the phone because I've already got it on Switch. And yeah. It's... And you'd start over and yeah, it'd play and, worse. Yeah, it, play, it doesn't play as well as, as, as actual, like, physical touch controls. Turns out buttons are good for games. Um, Turns out. Yeah. Uh, but like it's it's cool that it's there. It's like more of a novelty. Um, yep. And I can't download Fortnite onto my phone. Did you want to, or did you realize that you couldn't before you got there? I wanted to, and then I googled, I searched it in the app store, and oh, I was like, and I was like, man. oh, that's right, it's not here. It's under Epic Game Store. And I looked that up, and I'm like, oh wait, it's actually not here at all. <laughs> no, it's not because it never, it didn't. Yeah, and so I I went on Epic's website and I'm like, can I download this? And the answer was like a vague no, where they don't outrightly say no because they they still Wasn't, don't. Didn't Tim it, Sweeney? I, I think it's coming at some point, but it, 2023 it, New Year's Twitter. <laughs> Here we go. The jocks have destroyed the nerds across the interwebs. Uh, Rise up. First, 2023, Epix Games t- CEO Tim Sweeney tweeted that hashtag Fortnite will return to iOS this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know when that's going to be. Um, no. Yeah, what a loser. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of mad he didn't block me because I called him a loser online and he didn't, he didn't respond. Um... Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know, like, Fortnite will come to phones when it comes to phones, but, like, in the meantime, because I, I was like, oh, like, like, I want something kind of lighter to play in bed, like, and I can fuck around the Fortnite in bed, but mm. it was not to be. No, it was not to be. And, like, and... I guess you'll just have to pick another device. And, <laughs> and like, it was funny, because the offerings were, like, you can actually download the Xbox cloud app and play that's it right that's that. the workaround and i was like i don't really want to do that yeah like i'm sure it'll run fine but i kind of just want a native client like I, you can you can tell the difference enough that i just like I, i'll wait that's fair i uh i did look up that controller you were talking about it does have hall effect joysticks mm. so they won't they won't uh degrade like um resistor control sticks do they've also got back buttons yeah. And you can also modify the back buttons just with the phone app or with the PC app. So you don't have to do the thing with the like with the PlayStation 5 where you can only modify what the back buttons do on the PS5. Really? Yeah. Ugh. So if you so you can use the back buttons on on like PC if you plug it in. But if you want to modify what the back which back button does what, you have to plug it into your PlayStation and change it there. Good grief. <laughs> So that seems really cool. It seems that seems good. I'd be interested to hear how you um go with that because I um this, this is a nice segue into 
what I was playing this week. So I, really quick, just just to, just oh. to, just to cap off, um, I I I I've, I I now know why Fortnite is coming to uh, back to iOS, and we know we know Epic when wants to make money. Uh, not just that. Um, in iOS 17, for the first time, iPhone users will be allowed to sideload apps. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it probably still won't be through the App Store. It'll just be like what it is. Not. It, yeah, yeah like it, it'll be what Android is, which is you download the Epic Game Store onto your phone and you can download Fortnite through that. Yeah. Uh, funny. Yeah. Remember how everywhere they were and now how like you just don't hear about it being on phones? Like what a fucking headache. Yeah. Yeah. And like they just realistically, I mean, they could put it on phones and just not charge through the thing, but they like they, they, they were making a statement. They were making a statement, and they were in a unique position to do so. But yeah, yeah, they were the only ones that could make the statement, and it was like yeah. it was like watching, it's like watching like two birds like fight over like a piece of bread. It's like <laughs> it's like I don't really have a winner here, but like I'm enjoying yeah. watching them fight. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have a horse in this race, but like it's I'll watch. <laughs> How uniquely specific. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, uh, speaking of Switch Pro Controllers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, I played Breath of the Wild a bit this week because mm. last week you asked if I was going to load it up at all. Yeah. Um, I was like, ah, I don't know. And then I mentioned that question to Sam and Sam's like, oh, it sounds like a fun idea. Let's try it. And so we did. Mm-hmm. Loaded it up. How was it? Disarmingly enjoyable. And I say that because when I played when I played Breath of the Wild for the first time, it had been out for six months already. Mm-hmm. And that meant a couple of things. One, the Great Plateau was an area that, like, if anyone did content on, you saw it there. Yeah. It also meant that like the, I still remember the E3 demo when it was only on Wii U at that point. That was all the Great Plateau. Um, so I remember seeing people pick up metal boxes and drop them on other metal boxes to break them open. Yeah. And I remember like using Magnesis to uh, find the chest in the lake and uh, like just random stuff, like finding chilies near the snowfields and cooking them so that you get cold resistance. All of that stuff. All of those, like, initial discoveries. And even more so after that point, right? Because, like, after Twitter kind of took off with all those Breath of the Wild clips, you just saw random stuff. So I saw what it was like to ride the minecarts in Death Mountain before I played the game. And, like, uh, uh, shield surfing and, like, falling down hills all the time because that happens so much. And, like, and like random shrine puzzles. And, like, oh, yeah, I've seen this one on Twitter. Like, like the I was enjoying playing the game, but a lot of that, like, innate initial even just mechanical discovery was like lost to me. Mm. So starting the game, I'm like, well, here I am on the great plateau. I'm going to play the great plateau again. But I, you know, I kind of came into it like open-mindedly and I was playing it thoughtfully and listening to what, like reading all the words. And, and I found myself just messing around, you know, and just playing in this world that I thought I knew so well, but it still managed to surprise me and charm me. Sandbox. I, I, yeah, yeah, but also the Breath of the Wild sandbox. Yeah, I mean, yeah, es- yeah. Especially the Great Plateau because yes. that's so like curated. Yes. Um, 
the I was I was telling you when we when we recorded our Patreon thing on Saturday, but um there was something I did where, you know, you, you walk down the hill and you see the old man and he's sitting by the fire in the cave and walk down the hill and you could do the thing where you like pick up some of his stuff and he and immediately he like interrupts you. He's like, Oh, you just pick up anyone's old torch, huh? Oh ho ho ho, I'm just being silly. Go on, take it. Did you know you can light it with X? Um but like I, I took his apple and he was like do you take anyone's cooked apple? Oh, don't worry about it. You can have it. It's fine. It's yeah. good. It's good. And you never know what kind of combinations you can get if you put food in fire. And then I felt bad because he was so nice. So I grabbed an apple that I hadn't cooked that I just picked and I put it in the fire. Mm-hmm. So it started cooking and it was like on fire, you know, like a marshmallow you put too close. And um, and it turns into a baked apple and I talk to him and he has no additional dialogue for that. I'm like, oh, okay, well, fair enough. That was kind of specific. Uh, and so I close the I close the dialogue and I go to pick it up before it burns to a crisp. And then Zelda's like, Link, Link, open open your Sheikah slate and look at the map. Bruce, and I'm like, Bruce. shut up, Zelda, shut up, Zelda. I'm, my my apple's gonna burn. Shut up, Bruce. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Liv Tyler. Uh, it, you know, I didn't need to do that. No, but but it did. was fun. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and like. Uh, you know, I broke open a barrel and like a choo-choo jumped out of it with eyes and <laughs> was going to attack me. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I didn't see that coming. Like there was just so many like little things. It, It's just, I don't know. I didn't expect, I know that game so well. As someone who picked it up and wanted to play the master mode as like a new way to play the game, but play through it again and was completely like disinterested in it once I started. Because like I knew the areas and everything was just like fucked off too hard. Um, I didn't expect to enjoy playing it in the mode I already had where it was simpler, but I really did. Mm. Really, really, really did. Like I only did like one shrine so far. Like I've only played it a couple of times a little bit. It's just so nice. It's so good. I'm a I'm a big fan. Mm. If anyone if anyone's feeling the the urge, just I recommend people. Start the game for an hour. Just play an hour of Breath of the Wild if you're if you're if you're jonesing for Tears of the Kingdom. Just an hour, and then leave it be. That's what. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I don't really have any interest in, of playing enough to get off the Great Plateau before Friday. Like yeah. just not really interested. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's and like, the beginning of that game is so uh, intimate. Yeah. Um, like that. There's like you know the 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 immediate quest you do of like meet the the king and then go to the go to the temple of time just that little that little stretch yeah it's quite uh personal between you and link yeah. right because he's like relearning the world and he's relearning what it means to be the hero yeah and he's remembering like you know how to pick up a weapon and throw it because you're learning as well and and you're you're figuring out the controls because they're, they're they're a little bit specific to this game well, yeah, and I mean, as soon as I started, like, running, I was like, oh, yeah, this control scheme. Yeah. Like, I uh, immediately adopted the claw grip where I've got my yeah, yeah. the edge of my index finger up on the X button so I can run because I swapped yeah, so the B you can, and you can, you the B have, and X. You can have the running button here and the buttons to press. Yeah, yep. And But so I can also move the camera because, like, not being able to move the camera or and sprint at the same time is infuriating. Yeah. Um. And, like, the, the, the idea that you're, like, around there... And yeah, and like you, like you're adapting to the new, 
surroundings at the same time that Link is. And then, like, you get to the Temple of Time and it's like, oh, this is familiar. And, like, you know it's familiar and Link knows it's familiar. Mm-hmm. And the king knows it's familiar. Mm-hmm. And you figure it out. Like, oh, right. Yeah, like, I've been yep. here. This is This is like a... This is an old stomping ground for me. Yeah, totally. E- even and if like, you've never played those games, because I don't think I had, I don't think I had played Ocarina yet, and so I'd never actually oh, been wow. to the Temple Temple of Time when I first played Breath of the Wild. Wow, that's that's intense. But like, I still knew it. Like, it was still there was still a, a history that even if I wasn't privy to, was yep. very apparent. Yep. Um. That really works in its favor because like like and like because the game does that for the entirety of the game you know every moment is all about re-remembering a history and discovery yeah like a a history of the world and a history of of link's time here and and his relationship with zelda um and also what happened in the last 100 years yeah yeah like that big the like the hateno battlefield that's Full of guardians leading up to that defensive wall, like that mm. is an intense area to stumble on. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, it, it it it's it it's quite a personal experience at the very beginning of the game, at the very least, for like like sort of how you approach that area. Um, Especially because it's like it's a bit safer too, because like you bumble around and you walk around and whatever, and and you'll see like a smoke in the distance, and he's like, "Oh, it's a bokoblin camp. Let me let me like sneak up in it," and then you're like. Oh, it's just the guy. Yeah. It's just, it's just the old man. He's just, he's, oh, he's literally asleep. I have to wake him up if I want to talk to him. Yeah. And then he's grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, there's a, there's a, there's an inevitability of safeness in that, in that great plateau. Yeah. Um, the biggest danger there is the talus that you are very woefully under equipped to take on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I fought it for a bit. I'm like, oh man, I forgot what this is like when you don't have like the sledgehammer to do the, like the rock breaking. Yeah. Yeah, and then it or, one or the, shot me. <laughs> yeah, or, or the bomb. Yeah, or the bombs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, or bomb arrows, yeah. or even just like a strong sword. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was really charming and nice and mm. fun. Um, and also I was rem- I I was reminded why I took so many screenshots of that game. That game is gorgeous, but like, but in its own way. Well, yeah. Yeah, like in terms of it's like it's like striking. Yeah. yeah. Like they like the landscapes, the way the something that caught our eye was uh the way the blue light of the activated Chica Tower reflected in the shallow puddles of water yeah. at our feet. Like it rippled naturalistically. It was pretty high detail for the type of sh- of uh reflection it was. The sunsets are gorgeous. Like the the many shades it throws across the sky as the sun sets, like, yeah. oh man, I, I and I have so many sunrise and sunset photos of that of that game. I yeah. already know I do. Yeah, and especially on the Great Plateau when you have such a view of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, it, it's all it's also cool because like going back to the Great Plateau, you get to see what feels like the whole world, and like it's not, but like yeah. like like a like a, a big chunk of the world. I'd say it's more than fifty percent from that plateau. Maybe not at once, but yeah, probably. Yeah, um, the right hand side of the map is pretty fucking big. Um, there's like a lot of like yeah. mountainous like caverns and stuff. Um, but you know, like when you're yeah, there, yeah. Good point. after you've been through that chunk of the game and going back, 
and then like looking at that giant space that's in front mm. of you and you sort of have that moment of like oh yeah like i i sure walked this whole thing yeah like i have sure explored this place and even yeah, if you didn't do every here. shrine, but it's like, e- like even for me who did... Just from like the plateau to the dueling peaks, right? And just back and forth, right? Just like cutting across and then going over here and going over there and going up this tower and trying to find the 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 photos and mm. then realizing you missed the, like another stable. Like, oh, this is, there's been a stable here this whole time and I just must have gone around it without realizing uh-huh. and just like there's so much... Um, there's so much character to that world um, that you you discover across the, the hundreds of hours that you're in it mm. um, that you wouldn't if you didn't spend that much time in it. And the the game trusts you to to desire that exploration. Um, but but that's al- what it's there for, right? Like, but also reward you for actually doing it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Game's real neat. Mm. Good vibes. Good vibes. Uh, and then the other thing is, yeah, I've played a bunch more Jedi Survivor. Um, I won't be talking too many specifics here, but basically uh, what I have heard is true. And the second half of the game is much stronger than the first. Uh, this is something that Jeremy has said to me now that he's finished the game. This is something that uh, people on Kind of Funny have said, uh, which is good because I honestly was worried that we wouldn't have anything to talk about in the spoiler cast in oh, the I mini mean, map in the mini disc in that first half i was like man i don't even know what we're going to talk about aside from like lightsaber's cool you know <laughs> oh, there's, there's still plenty happening but it, yeah it's 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 a different kind of happening there's a lot of scene yeah. setting there's a lot of scene setting it yeah. might as well without getting into in, into two specifics it might as well not be a sequel Kinda, yeah. Which Kinda. I think, like, as someone who was they not a fan of the original, redefine ori- everything at the start. As someone yeah. who was not a fan of the original, like, I'm like, this is a good decision. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've, I'm gathering many thoughts that are very uh, spoilerific. Have you changed so your lightsaber not- color yet? Are you still? Are you still? Oh. still like, are you changing it often, or are you? Because like, I yeah. found a color and I stuck with it. Frequently. All oh, right. Okay. There was also a moment where I changed my. Um, I changed my uh, light light mechanic spoilers for first six hours of the game. I changed my uh, blaster and lightsaber color right. uh, for the first time in a long time yesterday after a certain story moment. Right. Um, and that that felt very symbolic to me. That was like, and I've kind of been. I I also did this thing of like dressing Cal differently after that as well as like how I, how I felt and how I thought he might feel. Right. And so, like, because you can kind of... You've got all the different layers. You can do his hair and his facial hair, and you can do... Um, shirt and jacket. Shirt and jacket. Yeah. Or just shirt, as well as the pants. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, you can kind of... You can kind of dress him down. So, like, in, like, in his, like, down moments, or if he's having, like, a moment where he's just in the ship, sometimes I'll just take his jacket off, and he'll just be, like, in the shirt. And that's, like him like with his thoughts you know like i'll get i get like a bit too much into it i guess but i don't know it's like a weird yeah it's like a like a weird role playing but not my own character just that character yeah that that guy yeah that 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 piece of that piece of bread (laughs) 
<laughs> I like Cal. Um, okay. Um, have you changed your hilt angle? I did. So you mentioned that last week. I did find that specific option, and it is nice to make it a bit pointier. Did you go up or down? You can't. You can't hyperextend it, can you? I thought. You, I thought you could go up, or is it only out and up? I think you can only go to like a flat. Oh, 180. I was hoping it would be the other. I mean, I I immediately went like, like give me like a fucking V, but like yeah, I, I went a bit up, but not not super super up. It's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I'm very excited to finish the rest of it. Uh, they're doing very interesting things with the story. Their performances are great. I believe in their character motivations. I think they're they're pulling on interesting threads that haven't necessarily been pulled on that frequently before in yeah. the Star Wars universe in any setting. And mm. I'm so here for it. And even if that wasn't the case, I just love running around, killing droids, and and slashing at Bogdos. Like, there's just... Like, the game feels good as well. Yeah. I like doing all of the bits that they have on offer. Yeah. Except for the crashes. A lot of crashes. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting more and more. I've had three now. Yeah. One was in my first hour, like a month ago. Yeah. And and then I've had two post-patch. I've probably had about, I don't know how long it took me to beat, maybe like nine hours the game, ten hours. No, more than, no it must be more than that. I got about a crash every two hours. Uh, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. And like the game runs better on that console than than basically anywhere for like hardware sake, but also it just crashes. I'm like, fucking yeah. god damn it. There's no winning with how to play this game. <laughs> no, there isn't. Uh yeah, I think the I think the best place to play it has turned out to be the PS5, which is kind of damning because it's not fantastic. No. But it's such a credit to the game that it is still going to be on a lot of people's game of the year lists this year i think like if nothing well if on the list maybe not at the top zelda is gonna blow it out i reckon but and don't um, forget we're, we're apparently getting two final fantasy games this year oh fucking hell well yeah if it's not like january or february next year for seven rebirth yeah, um, 16 at least will be up there probably but i think i think a lot of people are going to think back really fondly on this game um i know i will I did for Fallen Order, um, and I, w- I will for this as well, I think. I, we'll see how the ending tre- treats it, treats me. That can make or break an impression, obviously, but... Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, look, we're not dealing with a 12-minute situation here. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I talk about endings colouring my impression of a game, Jeremy, and I think immediately of Wolfenstein... I can't believe you don't like the ending of that. that. That game is like good from beginning to end. One. Wolfenstein 1. Yeah, I'm talking about Wolfenstein 1. That game is oh. good from beginning to end. No, the ending sucks. <sighs> it doesn't make any sense. It's completely nonsensical. It's totally sensical. No. No. No sense. just don't get it. No, I get it. I The ending I took issue with specifically was... Yeah, shut up. I uh, The ending I, I took... It, it, there's no reason for them to not just pick him up. They had control over the bomb and they could have detonated it at any time. And he's like, no, go without me. But the, the battle was over. And so they just like. Got a big one. 
God, that's the most physical movement I've done on this podcast in years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if audio listeners, Jerry, Jeremy was miming uh, catching a big fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite expressively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it, everyone. That's it. Um, we're going to talk about Zelda next week. So yeah. fucking I was, strap in. I, I, I was I was thinking earlier today because I was like, oh, like, no, I was thinking last night. I was like, oh, what's the topic again for tomorrow's episode? And it's like, oh, the best shopkeepers. And then I was like, oh, shit, we don't have a topic set for next week. And like we do. It's the Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> It's Tears of the Kingdom first impressions. Everyone it, gather it, around. It's going to be like a big blowout episode for the most part. I think we were because it's both what we've been playing and probably topic of the show. We yeah, should, we'll we, hear about Jeremy's uh, faff that he does that he was talking about the Fortnites and the and the Street Fighters. And uh, um, look, we might not. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll we'll see how we go. We should have a backup topic just in case, but we'll see how we go. Yeah, totally. So uh, look forward to that. We both are. Um, I think it's going to get to Wednesday for me and like I might start struggle struggling to sleep. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like I might like go to bed and just be like eyes open, <laughs> brain on. <laughs> yeah. uh, but until then, uh, that's the end of another episode of the Minimap Cast. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. And even if you didn't, thank you so much. Uh, make sure you listen to next week's episode. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. Uh, make sure to follow our, all of our socials. That's at MinimapAU. You can follow us individually as well. Um, Jeremy, where can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, at Obi-Wan-Jez. I'll probably be oh, streaming Breath of the, uh, Tears of the Kingdom on Friday. So come hang out if, if, if you're into that. I don't know for how long. Like in the morning at the very least. Australian morning. Um, I don't know for how long. But, you know, if you're... Spoiler reverse or don't care and want to hang out, come hang out. And uh, that's that's Obi-Wan Jez with two Zs. Yes. Uh, surprisingly off-brand for you, Jeremy. I don't know what that what that uh, display name's all about. Um, yeah, it was like some, like, there was a, uh, I can't think, like, I can think of a joke, but I have explained it, so I'm not going to bother. <laughs> like like a, a really deep cut joke, which I'll tell you in the post show. <laughs> okay, no worries. You can look forward to that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KJPalmer underscore 24. You can also head to minimap.com.au to find ev absolutely everything else Minimap related, including our mini disc podcasts. Uh, if you want to get ready for our Jedi Survivor mini disc kind of style of content that will be coming. Um, if you want to, what was the other one I thought of? I thought of something else. Jeremy, one of, remember the first article I wrote? It wasn't for the site, but we put it on the site. It was maybe the first article on the site was the article I wrote in the lead up to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because I knew I wouldn't be able to play Breath of the Wild. Right. But it was like it was like where I focused all of my excitement into. Yeah. And like where where the history of the mechanics had come from that looked so groundbreaking in Breath of the Wild, but actually they had like a decent amount of like history in previous mechanics in previous games. Anyway, you can find that on minimap.com.au. Uh, for those of you live, live with us on Twitch, stick around. We're about to hear Jeremy's story deep cut, that whatever that was. Um, if you want to listen to that later, you can find that on Patreon. And for those listening to this show on podcast services later, uh, make sure to give us those oh-so-tasty five-star ratings. It helps us out a lot. 
Uh, and consider joining us next week for the live show for our Tears of the Kingdom blowout. Uh, and as I just said before on Patreon, uh, if you want to help keep the lights on, you can support us over there, patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, and for five Australian bucks, you get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast. You can find recordings of the post show. Uh, you'll soon, not yet, not just yet, but you'll soon be able to find our E3 rewatch old conferences uh, shows that go up there. So uh, keep an ear to the ground. And uh, if you want to support us, that's a great way to do it. Thank you so much. Uh, stay safe, everyone, and enjoy the land of Hyrule and on the weekend. And we'll see you on the other side. Bye.